You're listening to the Beastly Gentleman Podcast, where we talk fitness, dating, and self-improvement. If you're looking to get jacked, get girls, and take your life to the next level, then you're in the right place. We're your hosts, David De Los Miranis of How To Beast and Dave Parada of Postgrad Casanova. It's time to get beastly. Oh, and one more thing before we get into the show. As a way of saying thank you, we're offering a couple free downloads exclusive to our podcast listeners. Just head over to beastlygentleman.com to grab your downloads now. All right, welcome to the Beastly Gentleman Podcast. Today on the show, we have Christian McQueen of realchristianmcqueen.com. It's actually his second time on the show. I think the first episode he came on was like our, our second overall episode. And we talked about attracting women at night, you know, picking up girls at the nightclub. And today we sort of wanted to do an extension episode and talk about the next stage of dating. So more or less what happens after you have sex with a girl. We'll get into that into more detail, but it's awesome to have you back on the show, man. And also for you listeners, we actually met up with Christian over the summer in L.A. and had a crazy night with him. So excited to be talking to you today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, great to have you on, man. So, so just to get started, obviously you have a bit of like a player reputation, and, and you're and you're like very skilled at attracting women, especially at night, like we talked about before. But what's your preferred dating dynamic in terms of like what happens after sex, like you know, girlfriend, friends with benefits, fuck, but like whatever you want to call it. You know, it's easy to fall into the trap of you know we as guys. I think we tend to to kind of fantasize more about the girl early on than even she does, especially nowadays. So, you know, we could hook up with a chick and all of a sudden we're running through our minds like, Oh, you know, it'd be great to, to go on a trip with her. I wonder what her family's like. And we get like 20 steps ahead of ourselves when we're not thinking, hang on a second. Like I just hooked up with her tonight. So, you know, how many other guys is she doing this with? Right. So right off the bat for me, I mean, I don't rule out a girl who I've hooked up with the first night in terms of long-term potential, but there's going to be a shit ton of hoops that she's going to jump through uh, before I even see if she's worthy of being a long-term relationship girl because there's just way, way too much that you don't know about her, and a girl can, can be amazing for two months and then wind up being for lack of a better term, a cunt. <laughs> so you've really got to, you've got to just kind of put them through the hoops and, and, and basically test them. And, and then, and that's just the first phase to see even if she's a girl that you want to, you know, convert or do, you know, deep conversion game with. And then that's an entire process too. That doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen in a month. So and then and then after five years, wait, so I would have, <laughs> before before you get too far right. <laughs> ahead of yourself, uh, there's a few things you said that I just wanted to I guess clarify. So right. uh, the first thing was obviously you said like at first, and it makes sense. Like there's so many times you go on a date with a girl, and you're like super. Is you have to catch yourself and check yourself because you can start like fantasizing about like some crazy future with her, and then you, before you know it, two days later, you're like, I don't ever want to fucking see this girl again in my life. Like, if I see her on the street, I'm going to be bolting the other way. Like, this is a bad situation. Exactly. What, but, but what are some of, like, the, I guess, like, the key few things you look for or notice 
um, up front in the first few like interactions with a girl that they maybe tip you off to like, oh, maybe there's a little bit more in this than, you know, just a couple times of casual sex. The first thing is her keeping her word, uh, especially in the current kind of dating climate. Uh, you know, girls will flake like crazy just for no reason or, you know, I have a headache or, oh, I forgot, you know, I have to take my grandma to the hospital, just random shit, right? So the moment she does that one time, I'm not saying I'm going to kick her to the curb immediately. If it's like a legitimate excuse and she goes out of her way to reschedule, then I'll possibly consider it. Now, if she flakes and doesn't try to reschedule, whatever, delete her number, moving on. So I'm looking for, is she keep her word? Is she easy to get along with, right? Is she let me lead or is she constantly fighting with me to kind of take control of the dynamic? Because I'm going to lead regardless. So she can either come along and (laughs) go much smoother or, you know, we're probably going to get into it with each other. So I'm kind of looking for, is she, uh, you know, sounds kind of shitty, but I'm looking, is she subservient, right? Yeah, no, I kind of giving me, you know what I'm saying? I'm not uh, saying like, no, I know, I know you're saying maybe that's not 100% the best, best word for it, but I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Right, (laughs) exactly. So I'm looking for that. I'm also looking for how she interacts with other males, right? So if we go to a lounge, uh, you know, say this is like we hook up the first night and then we decide to go get drinks another night or something. I'm looking at, or even if don't completely hook up the first night, but I'm looking at how she interacts with other males. Is she extremely flirty? Does she know the power that she has? You know, pretty girls generally know the power they, they possess and the effect it has on men, and some of them use it to their advantage, which I can't really blame them. You know, I would probably do the same shit. But is she kind of take advantage of that, or is she more demure and, you know, respectful and polite to people? But is she overly flirtatious? Because really flirtatious girls are an absolute blast to hang out with. They're a blast to hook up with. I love it. But for a relationship, it's like the worst thing ever. Because you're constantly going to be dealing with her. Even if she hold, you know, kind of restrains herself from flirting with other guys, that's innately who she is. And so that's constantly going to be a struggle. And down the road... It's probably going to become an issue. The other thing I'm looking at is how does she treat people beneath her in terms of like social status, you know, economically. Is she like I always say, you can always tell uh, the true character of someone of how they treat the bathroom attendant, right? So if I'm out with a client or I meet some acquaintances and we're at the club or whatever, a restaurant, we go to the bathroom and they're shitty to the bathroom attendant, then I know that they're just a shitty person. Right. Because that's a, you know, a a job that most people don't want to do. And a lot of people look down at it. So if she's really rude to the to the waiter or waitress, if she's, you know, a bitch to the to the Mexican valet guy, then that shows me a character flaw. And that's something that is a huge turnoff to me. I remember one time in particular, I was with a group of people and we left um, like a wine bar or some bullshit. And we were like, it was actually in Beverly Hills, but the driver was like driving down, like cutting to an alley or some shit. I don't know. And one of the girls in the car said something really fucking rude about like a homeless dude in the alley. 
like, get the fuck out of the way, piece of shit, or something. And it was just like an instant turn off to me. And and actually, my buddy checked her. He's a, actually a mentor of mine. He just was like, hold the fuck up and just put her in her place over it. Because he's kind of like a come from nothing to, uh, you know, to become wealthy type guy. So that that's basically, those those are the main points. Yeah, so to me, it sounds like more or less, I guess with, with the addition that you want her to be, to be able to play her role in, in the dating dynamic that you're going to be the one who leads. Aside from that, it sounds more or less like you're saying, like, she just needs to be a decent person. And I, I think that's, I guess what I find funny is that, like, a lot of guys, like, if it comes to another guy, they're hanging out with some dude and he's just being a prick to, like, like you said, like, the bathroom attendant or, like, doing some, some stupid shit like that. You're just like, oh, this guy's an asshole. I don't want to hang out with this guy anymore. But so many dudes are so, like, they're so weak and insecure around women that if a girl they're with is doing it, they just, like, keep sweeping it under the rug until there's, like, a fucking whole dump under that rug and, like, clearly it's not going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, and eventually that behavior will be directed towards you, without a doubt. And also, you're probably going to just, unconsciously, you're going to be, like, resenting her for all these little things, and it's it's probably just that house of cards is going to crumble anyway. Absolutely. And to clarify, you know, because some of you guys might be like, well, okay, you know, you want her subservient. So what about girls that shit test you a lot? Now, there's a difference between a girl who is testing your value as a man and seeing if you truly are as alpha as you outwardly appear to, to behave and a girl that's just contentious and she's constantly trying to compete with you and, and stir up shit. There is a difference and it takes experience to kind of fi- figure that out. But there, you know, the girl that's just kind of figuring you out and she's, you know, seeing, is he really, boy, he talks a big game, but does he back it up? That's one thing I can deal with that all day long. But the girl that is just constantly bickering or constantly trying to belittle you in the sense that she thinks that's cutesy to do, which a lot of girls do in 2015, they've been you know, raised and kind of indoctrinated to always compete with guys and, you know, and the, the, you, they like this, they love that you're sarcastic and shit. And that kind of behavior is a complete turnoff. And I don't, just don't deal with it. Um, it's just so much easier to tell her to get out of the car and drive off. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. I agree for sure. <laughs> and, and I also agree that a girl is shit testing you is is definitely it's usually a good thing because it shows that all right she's not going to go and bang any guy or just kind of like let any guy into her circle she you know she wants to make sure you're like a cool you know alpha male type of dude so speaking right. of speaking of that speaking of kind of like like taking it from her shit testing you to you and and how you kind of make girls go through hoops if like you said they sleep with you maybe too early or or maybe the first time What are some of those hoops that you will make a girl jump through just to kind of test her? I mean, you know, very simple ones. Let's say the cat's out of the bag. Excuse me. Let's say the cat's out of the bag. You hooked up with her the first night. Obviously, the power dynamic shifts to you because what she, you know, her, she gave you her kitty, right? So there's, you've already kind of won, so to speak. And I mean, I hate to speak in those terms, but that's just kind of how it is. So... You basically, um, the kind of little test that I'll do, <clears throat> I call them compliance test, <laughs> which sounds like something to do with like the uh, construction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 compliance testing on this, this high rise we're building in New York. Um, 
I'll do little shit like <clears throat> she'll call or she'll text and I'll be like, you know, I'm busy jerking off. No, I'll be like, I'm busy at the gym. <laughs> call me in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll say, call me in 10 minutes. Right. Now that's a, it's an order. It's not like, listen, you bitch, call me in 10 minutes. You know, it's just like, yo, I'm in the gym. Call me in 10 minutes. So does she call me in 10 minutes? <clears throat> right. Does she wait half an hour? Does she go, no, you call me, you know, and then little, and then stepping up a little bit, something as stupid as say she's going to come over for Netflix and chill or some shit. I'll just be like, uh, you know, Hey, can you swing by a gas station and pick me up a pack of camel crush, right? Or pick me up a pack of cigarettes. And it's interesting that the foreign girls, particularly like Brazilians, I've noticed, uh, you know, Guatemalan, Mexican, any any type of like the Hispanic girls are real quick to do that. But I think it's more common in their culture to kind of serve the guy or to at least, you know, be more helpful. Um, Russian girls don't react too well to that. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah, they're very much like, what? Um, but yeah, so you're just kind of seeing, you know, like, hey, are they are they a giver as well? Yeah, because, and I think you know, a lot, girls like a... can be takers. Yeah, and a lot of the a lot like you said, like maybe that's like a simple way to do it, but like you're gonna notice that because you're gonna make an offhand request to, I mean, to a girl or a guy you're hanging out with sometime. And I know you're saying that a lot of girls, and I mean, I don't know, I mean, I, mean, I wasn't alive in the past, but I feel like it's probably more of a modern thing. <laughs> but <laughs> you weren't alive in the past. Who am I the, speaking? The immaculate with? conception. <laughs> <laughs> But that a lot of girls today, like a lot of times they bicker and challenge you like just to do it. And I'm with you. This is a huge turnoff that's like, well, we don't really need to, to keep hanging out. Like, I, don't, I don't need someone just a bickering partner. Exactly. There's life is too short. And the other thing is, too, when you've been with enough women, you hit that point where she really needs to bring something to the table in order for you to invest any energy. Right. Like, I don't need more experience. I don't need to, you know, date a certain ethnicity to see what it's like. Like, I've been there, done that to the point where you better be really fucking sweet to, to get to hang out with me or, or not. And if not, like, I ain't even mad at you. Like, there's literally no emotion here. I just, whatever, you know, just call someone else. <laughs> it does hit a point, like, when you have multiple options, like, they really, you're, it does create a really strong frame and your game becomes amplified so well because you're not faking your value anymore. You know, it just is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then I think it's less game and just kind of you just this is who I am. You're you're you know. I mean, I, this is what it is. You can it can stick around or not. I got into it with a girl the other day, and I was like, "There's the door." So like, <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, "There's the door." And it wasn't even like I'm not even mad. Like I really truly don't. I was just like, "There's the door." Like if you're gonna act this way, you can leave. Oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. Blah, blah, blah. You know, she starts backpedaling, playing into my frame, whatever. Yeah. Cool, and that, all right. And it's, Pass me it, the chips. Yeah, being, <laughs> it's like being able to be willing to step away is... Exactly. Well, it's powerful because they know that... And this, and this isn't just with women. This is with anything. If you're doing like a negotiation with some dude who's trying to push you around, you have to have like your boundary like that, like this is acceptable and this isn't. I'm not playing a game. I just, I just don't live with this. And a lot of guys are, are too insecure around women. That I think, like you said, 
at, at first, always, always trying to have options helps build that frame. But eventually, you just become secure enough in yourself that, that you're not going to invest, I don't know, a lot of emotional, whatever you want to call it, into women that you just met because it's not, I don't know, you can't expect someone that you just met to to, to invest that back into you. And it's just, I don't know, sort of just protecting yourself in, in a way and just, again, just honoring those boundaries. Well, I've been saying this last few months, actually, like the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Like, in other words, exactly what you're saying. It, it hits a point where the ROI on dealing with the bullshit, if she's going to be that way, is just not worth it. I mean, it's just truly not worth it. So, you know, and then, and then the girls, and that's not all girls, obviously. Then there's the girls that are an absolute pleasure to be around. Women can be a great help in addition to a man's life without a doubt. I wouldn't want to live if there weren't women. Um, but a lot of women don't realize nowadays that the more masculine they act and the more contentious they act, they're basically giving away their strength, right? So they'll like chop off their hair, put a bull ring in their nose, and start. By the way, dude, like the bull ring is like, that is repulsive to me. I said to to add that in. <laughs> dude, so, start with that. <laughs> so so many girls in Europe here have the bull ring. I can't stand it. Do they really? Yeah, I wonder why. Mm. I don't know, but it's like the least attractive thing I can think of. Maybe not the least. It was one of them. It's up there, dude. It's fucking up there. But yeah, but I mean, they they give they do that, and then they're giving away their strength. You know, like guys are attracted to girls with with pretty long hair for the most part, unless you're Halle Berry, like bitch. You don't need to have a short haircut. You're not gonna be able to pull it off. And then you know, and yada yada yada. So (laughs) there it is. For sure, man. So moving on a little bit, a lot of it, you know, we all have different goals in terms of, you know, what we want with with women at a certain point in our lives, you know, whether it's to date them, you know, just to be fuck buddies, just to have one night stands or what have you. So how do you think guys should or do you even think they should behave differently based on their goal, their current goals in the early stages of dating or in meeting women? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that based on experience, a guy should treat them all to the treat them all kind of the same way. And I don't mean that badly, but approach it from the same perspective. You obviously want to get in her pants as fast as possible, right? I mean, that's just the way we are. So you're wanting to do that and you should even consider it being anything more than that until she proves otherwise. And I'm, I'm not really of the whole mindset. A lot of guys have the mindset of they're all sluts. They're all whores. You know, they're all just treat them all like whores. I think you should treat them with a certain level of respect. Uh, and I don't mean that, you know, respect nowadays means trying to fuck her on the first date. If you don't, <laughs> she's probably not going to respect you. <laughs> but, uh, but you just, you need to approach it on a very day to day basis. Even in the beginning of a relationship, it's day to day. And she'll ask, you know, what, where do you see this going? Well, it looks good for tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, because that keeps them on their toes. And it's just, you don't know. You don't know. And I mean, I've been in those situations where like, I thought I was going to marry a chick and I got off the phone with her and never saw her again. You know what I mean? So I've had those extremes and that's not the norm. And she was, you know, BPD and crazy as fuck, clearly. But you just don't know. It takes months. I mean, I think it takes at least a good year to get a grip of how a girl is. And that's seen her probably two or three times a week. Um, yeah, I just, and it's, so just many that, things can go wrong in that year. 
Yeah, just I just listened was listening to this this podcast with James Altucher and he's the I don't know the guy from Shark Tank, Mister Wonderful. I think it's like Kevin O'Leary. Yep. And he has the he has this he like makes these parallels from businesses to to marriage and, and dating. And he's saying like if a business isn't profitable in three years, it's because like that's the lifespan that I don't know that more or less from all of his investments he's made. If it's not profitable in three years, you need to ditch it. And he was also saying that three years is based on the you know the research he's seen as well as his experience the amount of time that you should date a girl before you should consider marrying her just because people's as you said like you don't see someone's true personality and their true colors until it's been a long time and it's not even necessarily because they're trying to hide it we just i think we naturally go through different cycles i mean this girl's right people are going to show their their best colors at first plus plus, like after like the the passion is still going to be there a lot of that you know that intense passion is going to be there over kind of like the two year that two year span and then after that two year like the two years is kind of up that's when i think relationships really hit hit that you know that stage where is this going to be something long or is it going to be something i don't know if it's two years but i think there's a lot of different stages along the way i I mean yeah there is they call it the two-year rule though like a lot of people i mean i don't know the, the science behind it but about after two years people tend to break up a two year mark or they get engaged so there might be something to that but i think that's pretty good three years i've written and said two years minimum but you know in today's day and age I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, just having a really long, long term relationship. And, and this is kind of skipping ahead down the road. But if you are going to get married or you want to have kids one day, I mean, I would I would get it to the point where she is almost begging to get married. Like she has to be the motivating force behind any type of commitment. And that includes even a boyfriend, girlfriend title. Guys are so quick to jump into, OK, so you're going to be my girlfriend <laughs> she's sitting there on fucking tender like she needs to be pushing for the commitment and i'm telling you this is this is a fucking fact because i used to be the guy that would push for it right away and even if they would accept it they didn't really have to earn it it's no different than handing a kid 100 bucks or making him go mow 20 lawns he's going to appreciate the 100 bucks more if he mowed the lawns now i'm not saying have your girlfriend mow the lawn but <laughs> you want to definitely make her earn that commitment because she'll respect it more and she'll know that it'll, it'll mean more to her and she won't want to lose it, you know, because it was easy come, easy go. Yeah. And I, I do think that, I think that's given how I guess in a human side, human physiology or whatever psychology that that's <laughs> usually how it's going to go. But I do think that if you're in a relationship and you, you have that urge to, to want a girl to become your, your girlfriend, you, well, first of all, you need to check yourself and, and you know, why, like, why is it, am I not just being super desperate? But mm-hmm. I guess you could also make the argument by the time that you ha- you've come to that conclusion that, that she hasn't come to that conclusion also, that maybe it's not, it's not headed anywhere. But I do think that if, you know, if that's what you want and it's a respectable girl, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to go for the commitment, but it, Obviously, there are a lot of other little like psychological factors in play there. Right. And also, you know, she – go ahead. Someone, when, are you, when are you going to say something, right? You, you go ahead first. I was going to bring up a different point. I, for, I fucking just forgot it. So. All right. All right. <laughs> <Go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was going to say is, is something you said. I agree with, uh, I agree with both of you guys. But something that you, got, you were talking about before is that a lot of guys start getting swept up. Or we've all had this happen where you fuck a girl – and it's like, wow, this girl's awesome. You start to picture like this 
weird like future with her going on trips and shit like that. How do you check yourself and and realize and like not do that and not let it completely like fuck up the whole rest of the relationship? And that's, it, that's, I, I, I need yeah, to want to add a quick like add a quick something to that, which would be that was when you fall into that, from my experience, either A, just the, the girl just gets scared off, but she can sense it and she's not at that level. Or B, because this has happened to me definitely, maybe she doesn't get scared off and you enter into a longer term relationship, but it's just like a, a bullshit foundation for a relationship that's, that's centered in your neediness. And if yep. it didn't scare her off, it's probably because she has that, that same neediness and it's just going to be this ah. stream back and forth. That's a good point. Well, I can kind of answer that question with what I just remember the point I was going to make is most guys, I think, desire a girlfriend primarily because they've never experienced having multiple options, right? So they want it because they want consistent sex. Well, once you find out you can literally have a different girl in your bed every fucking night, then that desire for one girl to have steady sex diminishes quite a bit. Now you can go through player burnout where you're like, well, shit, I'm tired of picking up random earrings out of my bed. <laughs> it's like, dude, the actually sidebar. The other day, like, chicks in my bed the other night, and I roll over and I felt something like fucking stab my ass. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so, like, I, I like reach my hand out of the covers and I find a fucking earring stud. <laughs> With the, you know, like, didn't have the end on it, obviously. And it literally, like, stabbed me. I was like, I'm not even going to ask if this is hers because <laughs> if it's not, I don't want to hear it. But, uh, but, yeah, so when you have those options, you don't, you're not as like, oh, my God, I need a girlfriend so I can get a blowjob every day, you know, because you have multiple girls. And I don't care what most guys, if they knew they had the option, would choose to have multiple girls uh, because the reality is, you know, even if a girl is really high quality and she's gorgeous, it just gets fucking old. It gets old having sex with the same girl. I mean, at least to me, maybe I'm a sex addict, but I, I think it does. Um, in terms of checking yourself, I think once again, that comes down to options, right? I get emails almost every fucking day from guys going, so look, I don't have one itis, but there's this girl, blah, 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 you know, and it's like, Look, if you were actively gaming and you're actively approaching girls and, and going out and you're living a full life, even outside a game, if you have a lot going on in business and school or whatever, you're not going to have as much time to fucking devote to a girl and you shouldn't be devoting that much time anyway. But you're not going to be as caught up in thinking about your future with her because you're focused on your future. And does she fit into that puzzle? Yeah, we'll see. Right. But a lot of guys make the mistake. I've done it before, too, where I've changed my future plans in order to fit the girl into it. And that is a complete fucking disaster. It, it needs to happen naturally. And I think one way guys can frame it is or one way I like to look at it is, as you said, having options. But I think you always need to have also the option that, you know, the option of being single and maybe not even having consistent sex until you're comfortable with that option. And once you're comfortable with that option, it's it's not actually going to be happening like that. But until you're comfortable just, you know, knowing that, well, I'm not going to, I don't need like a girl right now or tonight or a girlfriend, you're not really going to be in the position where you're like a complete man, as you said, and exactly. an actual long-term relationship actually has the space to, to naturally develop. 
Right. You need to be comfortable being alone, right? You know, just because you're alone doesn't mean you're lonely because it's a, it could be a choice. You know, guys talk about monk mode and whatnot, kind of, you know, just putting women to the side for a minute, focusing and stuff. And I think when you can do that and uh, you're not freaking out or anything and, you know, okay, there's still going to be women there in two weeks or whatever. That's great. And that's healthy. I think you're right. You can't really be a complete man and, and kind of be the man you need to be in a relationship until you've conquered that aspect of, hey, you know, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm not going to have a chick over. I'm going to sit down and, and read the Alpha Playboy, you know, and <laughs> or I'm <laughs> going right. to read your latest book. No, but yeah, just being able to, to be by yourself and that's OK. And it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean you're a loser or anything. No, right. And and if you're not in that situation, when she she does something like we talked about earlier that maybe she's just trying to bicker and compete with you all the time, well, you're not going to have the confidence to actually step away and, and be okay letting her go unless you're at that point. Exactly. Cool, man. So so in terms of in terms of sex, do you think a guy's mindset should change in terms of how he behaves around a girl and interacts with her before having sex versus after having sex? You mean in terms of like, so he's going to, he's going to be kind of acting a certain way. Then once he does have sex for the first time, he shifts it afterwards. Well, yeah. Like if you're in like a different mental mode, I guess when you, when you meet a girl out, you're meeting a girl, like say a first day before you've had sex versus maybe meeting up with her for the second date after you've had sex. Yeah, I think it stays the same. I mean, one thing you want to do, and uh, I've written about this. Another guy, I can't think of his name right now, but he wrote an article about it this week, I think. But like once you do have sex with her, you know, you very much want to act like it was no big fucking deal and not fall into that trap that so many guys do. And they show it all the fucking time in movies because they love to emasculate men now in media. But they're very like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And, oh, you know, laying on the bed, just, you know, the glow on their face. Like if it's the best sex of your life, you should just be like, there was like, just act like you just checked out a book at the library. Like not a big deal. If you need, you know, whatever, take a shower, grab some food, just very chill. You want her laying on the bed. Like, wow, that was amazing. You know? And if she says some shit, like, well, what'd you think? Be like, not bad. You know, not bad. Kiss her on the forehead, get up and go fucking get something to eat. Now, specifically why kiss her on the forehead? It's kind of, <laughs> it's not demeaning. But it's it's kind of like it's kind of a dominance thing and it kind of plays into and this is going to sound weird, but like a daddy daughter type thing. Right. Where she's kind of gushing and going on and on about, oh, that was amazing and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, it's cool. You know, quick kiss on the forehead and then boom. And that's going to leave her mind going, well, we know, was I good enough for him? Like, well, he must have a lot of sex because he didn't act like that was big of a deal. You know, and we started off in the bathroom and then we we did cartwheels down the hallway and wound up in the bedroom you know like whatever it just has to be very chill and then in terms of gaming her it kind of comes down to personal preference you know I mean I went through a phase where I'd hook up with a girl and right after I nutted I just didn't desire to see her anymore <laughs> it wasn't that she did anything wrong I just was in more of a pump and dump mode of wanting to just bang a ton of chicks and keep the train rolling. And I didn't want to get attached uh, on, on any level. Let me, let me ask you a question about that. When yeah. you're in that mode, what do you think is a way to, after sex, 
to let the girl know that you don't want to hang out with them again. So, A, that you don't just have to just ignore, like, her texts and, and like, shit on her. I don't know. And just, like, not show any respect for her. <laughs> so, on one hand, to show respect for her. And, right. and, on, and on the other hand, so that you don't have to deal with, like, these constant text messages about the next time she's going to see you. Well, before you before you put those parameters around answering the question, I was going to say slip out in the middle of the night. But, <laughs> no, no, there is a way to do it, you know, and that's the whole thing. I'll tell guys, like, being a player or whatever you want to call it or just being a fucking man who likes sex, you don't have to lie to girls, especially in 2015. Like, these girls get on Tinder to hook up with other guys while they have boyfriends, while they're married. Statistic came out about that, you know, over two-thirds of women on Tinder are married or in a relationship. Like, you don't need to lie. We're not, you know, girls nowadays, at least in L.A. and whatnot, are, are, not, are not pulling the whole shit that they did when I was in college. <clears throat> and it's not even shit. Looking back, it was great. But, you know, kind of like, okay, well, when am I going to see you again? Now I get chicks like jumping out of bed, pulling their thong up and going, well, I'll see you when I see you. <laughs> it's like, that's, whoa. That's true, man. Yeah, it, it is. No, I it's guess. out of control, bro. And it's honestly been something that I've noticed in the last two years. Like about two years ago was when I started really noticing that. And I would get a text from them like, the sex was amazing, but I can never see you again. Okay. Yeah, just because, but see you around. I mean, just like, holy shit. So they become very detached. Um, and there's, you know, we don't have to go into all the reasons why, but the nice way to do it is in the beginning of you going out with her and everything or that first date, you know, an easy thing, kind of a white lie. You can be like, you know, I just got a relationship, you know, a couple months ago and I'm just focused on business and I'm definitely not looking for anything serious right now. Right. Cause you're, you're just going to be some area of that conversation topic that you guys are going to talk about it's going to come up and that's and that's the girl's going to understand that's okay just looking hook up he's not looking for anything serious so you've already kind of you've kind of already let her know a little bit the writing is on the wall and then afterwards i mean here's the deal you know if you really rock the girl's world she's going to want to see you again one of the greatest things to do is you can present it from the beginning. I do this all the time that, you know, I travel a lot. So, you know, within the United States, but look, you know, I'm, I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks. I'll hit you up when I get back. Well, two weeks from now, she probably had three more dicks off tender. So she probably kind of forgot, or it's, it's more of a kind of a fade away, but there's a good excuse, you know, or yeah, you know, I'm, I'm leaving two days to go visit my family for a month, whatever. Right. So that's kind of one way to soften it. Um, or you can just be like, yeah, I've been really caught up with work, but we'll hang out soon for sure. And then kind of just put her on the back burner. And eventually she'll be like a kind of like a, you know, those little tops kids play with. They spend and spend. Eventually they fucking slow down and just stop. Right. She's just going to fucking lose interest or figure you're not interested. And that's that. I mean, it also depends on the type of town you live in. If you live in L.A., I mean, you could have two different families within L.A. and they would never know about it. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually, this has been in the news and shit. Like, people do this in big cities. I mean, there's, there was a man that had two different families for like 22 years or something ridiculous. Um, separate wives, separate kids, everything. And they both thought he worked like three days of the week at another job or some shit. I don't know. It was crazy. But, I mean, so you don't really, you're not probably going to see him out. You know, I mean, I'll occasionally see girls that I've banged out the club or whatever. 
and it's like whatever you know like hey what's up that's it or just don't even acknowledge each other um but in a smaller town i could see you needing to play it a little more cool because you could burn your reputation out pretty quick i mean uh <clears throat> like there's one strip club in particular out here actually i wound up there saturday night with a client and i mean i was just getting stonewalled because i kind of burned that club out uh over the years <laughs> to the point where you know these girls know they know like i'm gonna come in i'm not really gonna spend money and i'm probably gonna take one or two of them home but i did it so much uh, a few months ago over the course of like a year that they all kind of warn each other. So then they just won't even fucking come up to me. So I think it kind of depends, you know? No, I, I agree. And I'm, I guess I'm always a fan of being like as honest and upfront as I can. So I think that right. like, as you said, like just being able to say that upfront on the day, I think like a lot of guys are really scared of that. But if you say it confidently, A, she's going to – it's not – you're going to set yourself up so you don't have to deal with the shit after. And B, exactly. if anything, it's probably going to turn around if it's a first date and all those like those nervous feelings are in there in, in her mind anyway. So Exactly. All right. So one, one other area I wanted to touch on uh, to ask you about was for guys who are in relationships already. So what do you think is like a healthy but also empowering mindset that guys can adopt in, in a relationship – to sort of border that line in between, you know, not because obviously the two extremes in relationships that the guys are the guys fall into and girls too is that either you're like really needy and you always like need the other person's affection to the point where when you're not with them it like cripples you, or on the other hand, like you kind of just don't give a fuck about the other person. Obviously, both of those aren't going to be like. On one hand, they're not going to work out in the long term, and the other, I guess my question is. What what do you think is like a, a mindset that you can adopt sort of to not fall into either of those two extremes? I think, you know, there's two different main areas. One, you got to keep distance in between you and her, right? You know, if you're if you're around her five nights out of the week, the attachment's going to grow <clears throat> too quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's not good for like the conversion process. Plus, you're, you know, it can... A lot of times spent around each other and a shit ton of sex, uh, you know, grace creates kind of like a chemical addiction in the two of you, right? So then you start confusing that for feelings of love. Like I laugh when people date for a month, they're like, we're in love, you know, like, no, you're not. You're just, it's a response to you guys having sex all the time and the nudeness and all that shit. But, you know, keeping some distance, right? So even in the courtship stage, or even if your boyfriend and girlfriend, like you said, in a relationship, there's got to be some sort of line there. You know, I constantly see guys, I have perfect examples of a former student of mine got in a relationship and the dude's like MIA for like a year. Um, you know, like people get in a relationship, abandon their fucking guy friends, <clears throat> and that's their world. And a lot of people do that. So then when the relationship goes sour, their whole fucking world collapses. And then they want to go back to their guy friends and be like, hey, Joe, like, how you doing, man? Let's hang out sometime, you know, and it's like, who are you? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a year. No, but that's so you need to keep your you need to keep separate lives. Right. And I, I would honestly suggest if you have a girlfriend to try to keep it, if possible, you know, to about maybe three nights a week or three days a week that you see her, maybe four, depending on the dynamic. But you definitely need to have at least two, if not three nights or days a week that you do not see her. 
right? And you, you break that up. And also another thing is like every weekend, it doesn't have to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday with her, right? Like say Friday night, you go out and whatever. You guys hang out. Saturday, you go hang out with your boys. You know, Sunday, maybe you hang out for a little bit. Then you're like, oh, I got to get going. So I got to work on shit before the week starts. You know, you've got to keep that distance because she'll value the time together more as well. She should be pursuing you to hang out more than you should be pursuing her. Now, the other extreme of not giving a fuck, a lot of guys do because <clears throat> they want to, um, you know, they want to be kind of this alpha guy who doesn't need her at all or anything. And that comes down to getting control of your emotions, right? You know, if you if you don't enjoy her that company that much or you have that much kind of hate towards women, then you don't need to be in a relationship right now. Like you need to work on yourself before you even think about kind of carrying that baggage into a relationship. So you want to you wanna work on yourself and get yourself to the point where you can reasonably trust a girl, right? You're you can, okay, you can, you can be like, all right, so I know she goes and hangs out with her friends. There is the possibility she could run into David Los Marinas, <laughs> whatever your last name is. And, and, and yeah, and she could, she could hook up with him like this. This could happen. Do I think that she probably won't that I've got her hooked enough to her? I don't think she will. All right, cool. Right. So you're in your mind. You're not going fucking insane. When the girl's not in your presence. I mean, I used to go through that with girls where <clears throat> if they weren't around me, I was just like paranoid. Like, I bet she's cheating. She's probably hooking up with someone else because I'd experienced so many girls hooking up with me who had boyfriends to where it made me not trust women at all. But I would I would think you gotta you got to hit a certain level of trust if for nothing else to just not drive yourself crazy. And then, yeah, look at the signs. You know, if your chick's getting up at 11 p.m., <clears throat> And she's like, oh, I got I to gotta run to CVS. I'll be back in 20 minutes. And she comes back three hours later and she's got cum in her hair. Then, yeah, there's a, there's a fucking issue. Yeah, oops. Hey, that shit has got Oops, I ran into a dick on the way home. <laughs> I, ran, I fell on top of a dick. They call him Mandingo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But I think I think what you're saying is I mean it's all true it's all good stuff and and going back to tying it all together I guess if if when you enter into a relationship you're checking yourself and I guess your intentions and also uh, you know making sure she's like a good genuine person who's gonna buy into the type of dynamic you want to create then these things shouldn't be it shouldn't be big problems at least later on exactly for sure all right man I now it's time for the final four. Four questions, 60 seconds. You ready to go, man? Let's do it. All right, one person to have dinner with, dead or alive? Well, I would have said George Washington uh, before this this uh, political insanity, but I would say Trump right now. So I could, I could dive into his strategy of how he's basically trolling the media because I think it's hilarious. So I'd say Trump. All right, nice. I think it's pretty hilarious too. All right, second question. What's your favorite hobby or passion? <laughs> so, oh, man, you're opening it way up. You know what? To be honest, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say game. I consider it a hobby like golf. I really do. Some guys go play golf and, and that's cool. And I don't mind playing around here and there. But to me, my hobby would be, you know, you go chase some ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, nice. I guess it is a hobby of sorts. Wait, isn't that kind of dangerous though? If if like once you do settle down and get if if you do settle down and get a girlfriend, you can't really game as much though, right? Eh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I just do what I want, but I hear you. All right. All right. What's what's your morning routine? Morning routine, I get up, I do green tea shots, I do affirmations. Believe it or not, I pray. You know, not for an hour or anything, but like two, two, three minutes. Then, you know, like the shower, get dressed, bullshit. And then I check emails, respond sometimes to the emails I get. No, but I check emails and that's basically the start of the morning. Nice. All right. Favorite recent movie? Actually, I got a good one for you. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. It's called Sins of My Father. And it's a brilliant, absolute brilliant documentary on Netflix. It's got like a 4.8 out of 5 stars or something. And basically it follows the son of Pablo Escobar as he tries to make amends with um, two brothers and then another young man who are the sons of politicians that Pablo Escobar had assassinated. And it's just fucking brilliant. It's a really amazing documentary. Uh, that I highly recommend you guys check out. Like, really, it's in subtitles. I think one of you guys knows Spanish, or maybe both of you. But uh, especially, you know, since 1. you guys 1. have spent time in, in Colombia, you probably would really like it because obviously it has to do with Colombia. So it's really good. Nice. It's a good recommendation. And uh, I was looking for good stuff on Netflix. So we'll check that out. <laughs> that and Dora. <laughs> That and Dora the Explorer. Great, great. Uh, I mean, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. That Absolutely. goes without saying. <laughs> it's always so adventurous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she, she, that's why she's Hispanic. Now it makes sense. <laughs> Dora the Explorer grows up and goes to the club. I hope she, as long as she doesn't get the bull ring, it's all good. Yes, exactly. All right, oh, so, so to end it out, um, what's what's the best way for anyone listening to to follow what you're doing? And is there any anything new you're working on that you want to let people know about? Yeah, generally uh, smoke signals out of Griffith Park in Los Angeles. <laughs> that's, that's the best way. <laughs> no, uh, Twitter, Real C McQueen, uh, email. Please don't email me saying, "Hey, listen, guys, there's this one girl. <laughs> it's driving me crazy." Now, but ask Christian at realchristianmcqueen.com. My blog's obviously realchristianmcqueen.com. As far as working on anything, <clears throat> really been focused on outside endeavors. Uh, I mean, I did so much this year. It's fucking insane. Kind of looking back over the year, put out three courses, you know, manindemand.com, how to get her to love you.com, which is an entire like deep conversion game course, which that card isn't open right now, but it will be in the new year. And then uh, Get Laid Tonight, another system, which is GetLaidGuide.com, which was an expensive URL to buy. <laughs> I, was, I had to buy it privately. I didn't, uh, I didn't think it was going to be available anyway. But yeah, so GetLaidGuide.com, HowToGetHerToLoveYou.com, ManInDemand.com, TheAlphaPlayboy.com. <laughs> all right, all right. All night. <laughs> 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 all right we'll, we'll we'll link to uh i don't know <laughs> a few of those in the show notes <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> throw a dart there it is <laughs> awesome right, well cool. i appreciate you guys having me on thanks for listening 
Don't forget to grab your free downloads over at BeastlyGentleman.com. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you like the show. Thanks for listening. Stay beastly.